0: I always talk about how when I first started meditation, it didn't make me feel good, it made me feel like a bad person. Because the analogy that's given in, in the actual Vedic literatures, which meditation originates from, is that when you're rubbing a mirror with a piece of cloth, the first thing that happens if it has a lot of dust in it is that the dust comes in your face. So when you're trying to cleanse and get closer to your own unique identity, the first thing that happens is you start seeing a lot of stuff that you don't like. And then you're seeing all of that stuff and you're going, wait a minute, is this me? Like, am I really that envious? Am I really that greedy? Am I really that competitive? Am I really that egotistical? And that's hard, Yeah. but that's a starting point. That awareness is a starting point.
1: Okay, welcome to today's show. I got a special guest. He just made Forbes 30 under 30. You were about to be Forbes 30 under 31. Yeah, I know. Just made made it. flew all the way out to the UK. (laughs) But now he, you live out here now? I live in New York. You live in New York. Yeah. So let's just talk, you got an interesting story. So he was a monk. You went from monk to Forbes. Yeah, literally. Tell me about the transition (laughs) about, you know, from going from like, not striving after things and seeking things Obviously, if you're in business, it takes some striving. I heard this quote by Albert Einstein. Somebody Mm -hmm. found a napkin. He wrote a quote to somebody. It just sold for over a million dollars. And it's in German, but it basically says, a quiet and simple life will bring more pleasure than a life seeking success with never ending striving. Mm -hmm. So what have you learned about that? Like, how'd you end up a monk first?
0: (laughs) Okay, let's, let's start there. So I was average kid growing up in London. And when I'm 18, I'm fascinated by CEOs, entrepreneurs that we are today. And then I get a monk who comes and speaks at my business school. Okay. And he Where did cap- you go to business school? Cass Business School in London. Okay. And he captivates me and blows my mind like a speaker I've never heard before. I then find out that he'd given up jobs at Google and Microsoft to be a monk. Okay. So I'm thinking to myself, why is he giving up jobs at Google and Microsoft to be a monk? Yeah. Like, like what's brought that about? I started spending time with him. So I'm interning at banks and consulting firms in my summers thinking that's what I'm gonna do. And then I intern for the rest in India with him as a monk. Huh. So I'm spending a month so you with went it. to Was he in like a full life, saffron robe? He's full on robe, saffron robe, shaved head. Was he Indian? He was Indian. Indian. He was Indian. He went to IIT, which is the MIT of India. And I'm getting fascinated by this person. They introduces me to another like 200 monks that are just like him trained. And they're almost running like a mini startup to save the world. Okay. And so they're creating these sustainable villages, which I know you've experienced too, and creating sustainable villages, food distribution programs that are helping millions of kids in India every day. And there's seeds kind of planting in my mind of like, what do I want to do when I'm 22? When I finish, do I want to go off and do something meaningful with my life or do I want to go off and make loads of money? And there was something in me when he talked about selfless sacrifice that kind of just penetrated deep right there. Okay. And I just felt to myself at that age, I was just like, that, that motivates me more right now. How myself. old were you then? I was, 20, I was 18 when I met him. Okay. And then for 18 to 22, I did everything under the sun that you would do when you're 18 to 22 anyway. Okay. But in the back of my head, I was like, when I'm 22, I'm gonna go off and become a mom. So you didn't do it
1: right away. You no. stayed, you went through school. I did everything. Boom, yeah. you partied. Yeah, I did
0: everything. And then you're like, <laughs> yeah.
1: you're from the UK, they yeah. drink a lot. Yeah. What was your drink of choice? <laughs> Zach wants to know.
0: <laughs> I think at the time it was like a JD and Coke. JD
1: and Coke to Monk. Maybe we should title <laughs> this show. So think, let's, yeah. talk, let's talk about what you've learned. Because like I think yeah. a lot of people watching, listening. Kelly, are you she wants to play with the ball here? Um I feel like a lot of people want some kind of balance between pure, you know, greed is good, mm. Gordon Gecko, mm. capitalism, yeah, and like, you know, I gotta pay my bills. Yeah but I also want to save the world or yeah. try to do my part. Yeah. What'd you learn? Let's just give people three things you learned. If you Absolutely. had to think of them in order, I'm going to spring this on you. Okay. <laughs> How do you balance, not everybody can be a monk, not right. everybody's going to be a billionaire. How yep. do you balance those?
0: So yeah, three points on the court, Yeah. number one. Yeah, three points on the basketball <laughs> yeah, court. Yeah, we're on the court, so three points on the court. Number one, you touched on it at the start. There's a beautiful verse in the Bhagavad Gita that says that detachment doesn't mean that you own nothing. Detachment means that nothing owns you. Okay. And to me, that's that balance. Okay. That's that balance. It's that, you know that, like if you're going over the millions and billions, but then that starts owning you. Right. We've seen that destroy people. Right. You've seen that destruct
1: people. So it's like the dominant energy. Exactly. But how do you think, because it's easy to fool yourself and be like, no, 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 no. I'm not dominated by money, but like, how, was there a litmus test? Is there a test you had in the back of your mind that you could know that you are truly detached?
0: Well, I think there's, you know, we have both. Like one of one of my favorite quotes, which kind of complicates the whole whole situation is from Charles Cooley, where he said that, today I'm not what I think I am. I'm not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. Right. All right? And we're lost in that perception of a perception of ourselves. Yeah. So if my, all my billionaire mates are telling me, no man, you're all right. Like you've got money, you're, you're good, but- you've got to have that reflection, but that's not going to come if you're just surrounded in the echo chamber. Yeah. And you talk about this loads, having mentors. Right. My thing is that when I come up with an idea, I want to know what the Dalai Lama thinks as much as what the Mark Zuckerberg thinks. Because for me, that okay. polarity right. is what allows me to not get lost in the echo chamber. Did you ever get to meet the Dalai Lama? I
1: have. Oh, really? So I've heard, I've never met him, but I've read some of his books yeah. and- Which are not written by him. But he yeah. seems like a happy, jolly guy. He's a guy. Is that guy. how he came off? Yeah, he's a happy,
0: what jolly guy. What happened to all
1: my balls? The, the dogs, literally. Can you teach my my dog some Zen Buddhism when it comes to balls? She pops every one. one of them. The other one just got neutered today. So oh, no way. He's not having the best day of his life, no unfortunately. But we had to. He's a big German shepherd. Yeah. So, so maybe we could say number two then is... Don't get caught up, you have to, it's hard to see the perception of yourself that's true. Like, massively. People love to, like you said, they're either deluded in themselves or they're listening to someone else who's delusional. Absolutely. So what's the third thing then?
0: The third thing is that, I'd probably say it's around fearlessness. So we get trained in this test of for a month, you are left to be with nothing. You get two pieces of clothes, you have no money, no food, and you're left on the streets. And really? a village to survive for a month. What What area were in you India? In, in India, what part so like India four were hours in? south of Mumbai. Okay. Yeah, so it's literally like small villages. We're talking about like there's not like a supermarket on the corner or anything like that, and you have to figure out how to survive without anything to start with. Huh. And that builds this incredible fearlessness and resilience. When you've had nothing, you yeah. know what to do when you have something. Right. And you have this unique perception on. At the beginning, you're just trying to survive. Like your whole motive is, how do I live? How do I get? What do I trade? Do I perform? Do I sing? Do I dance? Do I tell jokes? Like, how do I create that trade? And by the end of it, the amazing thing that you want to mature to is that the evolution is you start noticing the people out there who are struggling more than you. Huh. So you
1: mean you got kind of get out of your own? You kind of get out of, of your yourself. own, head. yeah. And that's that's the point. Is that what happened to you? So tell me a story. So, yeah. so what'd you do? You're dropped off. <laughs> yeah, they don't literally like drive a car and just boot you out, right? <laughs> no,
0: not with like blindfolds. Okay, it's not like, it's a, not like, a, like a mafia it's not like, thing. Yeah, yeah okay. it's not that kind of thing. So you're
1: you're out there. You're, yeah. I've been to India. Yeah, There's a lot of poverty in India. So getting dropped off with nothing in India, yeah. it's not like America where you can ask somebody yeah. like, yo, do you have... 10 bucks I can bother. Yeah, Pure. Yeah, yeah. I was in India and I was staying at this hotel and go, there was beggars all outside. Yeah, this was Went cool. in and out and there was like people that you could tell they were hungry. Somebody died overnight of starvation outside of our hotel. I remember walking back out, the guy was dead. You so saw like,
0: him alive and then... Yeah. Wow. Well, you
1: wow. could tell he was kind of sick, but there was hundreds... If you gave yeah. money to beggars, like little kids would come up and they'd be like, Mr. 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 <laughs> they knew you, you spoke English. And the second you gave them money, like literally like 30 other kids came. So it came to the point where you couldn't always give money because it caused like a literally a disaster, like a a traffic hazard. Wow. So you're dropped off, what do you do? How do you you survive? How
0: long was it? A month, so 30 days. Okay, no money? No money. Okay, take no us money. through this. 30 days. So I, at the start, you're excited, right? Like I'm one of those people who's coming out. I, I love challenges. I'm thinking this is gonna be great. I'm gonna figure it out. I'm, you know, I can, I can talk to people, I can charm them. I'm gonna use all my skills that I've studied and all that kind of stuff. You, you have a bit of bravado and ego that you can figure it out. Yeah. And then, and then very quickly you realize that none of that charm works on the street no matter what language you can speak, because again, like you said, people are used to beggars. Yeah, in India. yeah. Yeah. So the natural resistance is, I don't wanna talk to you. Were you dressed like a monk? Yeah, I was dressed like a monk. Did that help you, you think? It it helps, it definitely helps a little bit. Like that would have been a real challenge. If we weren't dressed as monks, then that would have been like impossible, like you would definitely die. Yeah. And so first thing I start doing is starting to ask people how I can help them. Okay. So I just walking up to people and I I see an old lady, I'm like, oh, can I help you carry your bags? Yeah. Start helping her carry her bags. When I help her to her home to carry her bag, she gives me a rupee. Huh. So I, then I go up to someone else and go, how can I help you today? And someone will be like, oh, well, can you come and help me? I'm just fixing this in my home. So I'll go and help them fix that thing and they'll give me a rupee. And you start realizing that service, right. or bringing value to someone's life is the way you start. Which of course is the fundamental tenet to business. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. If you're not bringing that impact, if you're not helping grow someone's whatever it is, to the degree, the depth of which you're going to help that person, right, the amount of pain that that solution is saving, that's going to lead to what you get. So literally, I just started helping people as much as I could with the smallest activities. And you start valuing these really small things. You just start becoming grateful and obsessive over recognizing how much a small thing can change someone's Where'd you day. sleep? You literally sleep wherever you can find so it. So you were like sleeping on the on trees, road. On tree, trees, like. There's a lot a of spread. cobra snakes. <laughs> it, when I was in India. I Indio, thought there was some in your opinion. Yeah. yeah, you <laughs> okay. heard the,
1: the sprinklers, sprinklers, sprinklers going there's a like lot snakes. of cobras in, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you didn't, no snakes? No, no, no snakes. You didn't no get snakes, bit? No Do you have
0: snakes. a snake tattoo? No, no, it's a microphone. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was a snake. No, no, no snakes, no like, snakes.
1: Maybe you did get bit. No snakes. Bye, Maya, see ya.
0: You yeah, survive then, this, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You survive. People come and check in with you every few days. It's not like, you're just, oh, so like they come you just yeah. On they you. come and check in. They make sure you, you're <laughs> alive. <laughs> you can't just get recruited and then be dead. Almost yeah. Be checked to die. All right, we lost you know. three recruits yeah, today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not like you know. It's not like a game or anything like that. But you get checked in. But then by the end of it, you start noticing the pain of people around you. And you know, we were talking about messages. And one of Gandhi's messages was, you know, I was sad that I didn't have any shoes. And then I saw a man with no feet. Right. And, yeah. and that's, that's where you get to by the end of it. Yeah. That you start thinking that all I'm trying to do is survive, but actually if I can use what I'm getting for service. So by the end of it, you're getting the food and giving it to those who like got no leg and got no arm and yeah. got blind, you know, all the people, all the suffering that you see. Yeah, and, and that's what it's meant to do to your consciousness is evolve it from survival for yourself to service. Yeah, And, and that's the evolution of, yeah, that's the whole point of the 30 days.
1: So if you're interested in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and want to learn how to make money with Bitcoin, I'm opening up a brand new Bitcoin Crypto Academy for you. Crypto is starting to fundamentally change everything from currencies to the very structure behind the Internet. And if you don't understand it, you will be left behind. understand bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and the blockchain and to make money with it so to sign up for my new bitcoin crypto academy and learn how to invest how to make money in this new exciting space i'm going to open up room for a few of you to have early access to the new online mentor mastermind so go to tylopez.com slash bitcoin podcast to learn more so i'm testing the mastermind so i'm just going to let a few of you in at a low price So you made it through the 30 days. Yeah. Did you then, was that at the beginning of this time? Very close to the beginning. Not right at the beginning
0: because there's 20. And you stayed how many years? Three years. Three years. So So did you live in
1: like a temple? Yeah, I lived
0: in an ashram. Yeah, it's called an ashram, which is a monastery or a temple. Yeah. Did you, what did a typical day look like? Were you meditating? Were you? So you wake up at 4 a.m. every day. Okay. So you sleep like four to six hours a night. You're trained to condense sleep and expand your life by meditation. Okay. And then you wake up and you meditate for four to eight hours a day. Uh Some of it's collective and some of it's personal. And you're spending about, yeah, roughly 48 hours a day. So tell meditation. me about this, this yeah.
1: because meditation is a big thing. There's, Nowadays, there's an yeah. app, Headspace. Yeah, it's a great app. A lot of people talk about it. I'm yeah. not sure everybody's doing it for you now yeah. today. Um, I do it, I, I actually That's had a meditation coach. I haven't done it recently, but she was a professor at UCLA, trained great. and all. And sometimes meditation just makes you feel so good. I've actually found though, a nap also mm. makes me feel about just <laughs> as good. So how do you focus the mind? for four
0: to eight hours. Was the first month like hell on earth you oh. just, and then eventually it gets easy? It gets easier over time, like practice with anything. But yes, the first month is like hell. And, and there are moments now where it's still like hell. So I still do two hours a day now, that's my daily practice. Okay. But it's it's not about that. See, I, I always talk about how when I first started meditation, it didn't make me feel good, it made me feel like a bad person. Why because, is that? Because the analogy that's given in, in the actual Vedic literatures which meditation originates from, is that when you're rubbing a mirror with a piece of cloth, the first thing that happens if it has a lot of dust in it is that the dust comes in your face. Okay. So when you're trying to cleanse and get closer to your own unique identity, the first thing that happens is you start seeing a lot of stuff that you don't like. Yeah. And then you're seeing all of that stuff and you're going, wait a minute, is this me? Like, am I really that envious? Am I really that greedy? Am I really that competitive? Am I really that egotistical? And that's hard. Yeah. But that's a starting point. That awareness is a starting point. Yeah. And so a lot of people are trained to now think that, oh, when you meditate, you're gonna be like serene and wear yoga pants and sit on a mountain. And like, you know, you just see like <laughs> beautiful people. Guys in yoga people. pants, that's yeah, not be- my favorite. Yeah. yeah, and you just see that, right, the picture. mountain. But the actual reality is that when you get that awareness, you now know what you have to deal with. Do you think most people aren't aware? What percentage I, I, of people do you think are operating yeah.
1: near to 100% aware, self-awareness? aware
0: Oof, very low. very low. Very low. Very low. Like most of us are asleep. Yeah. On on many levels, not just on a meditation level, but on so many levels. Do you think that's because because of
1: society? Do you think it's because of childhood trauma? Like, and and more importantly, do you think it's fixable? Do you see people came in, in in this ashram or wherever you were and they were messed up individuals, either narcissistic or traumatized, PTSD. Mm -hmm. Did you actually see some
0: transformations through this process? Massively, but with patience. I I think it's, I don't, I think everything's fixable but everyone has its own timeline and everyone's right. got their own clock. Yeah. And you're not gonna suddenly speed up that clock for someone who's gone to a really dark place. Yeah. But but the one thing that I can definitely say is that there is the transformative path, but we've got everything in society that constantly numbing us. Right. Right? Like, I mean, I know you talk about this a lot that, you know, the most successful people in the world choose education over entertainment. Yeah. Because entertainment numbs you. Yeah. It makes you asleep. Yeah. Right? It's not helping you rise your consciousness from within. Yeah. So if most of your day is spent numbing your consciousness, yep. then, then where? how are you going to wait? So let's end with this. Some yeah.
1: practical stuff. Yeah. Not everybody, you know, some people have kids and yeah. family responsibilities. Absolutely, absolutely. What's, three, what's a couple of practical things somebody can do yeah. to try to replicate and get some of the results? Is it reading a book? Is it using Headspace? Is yeah. it going out into nature? What's some like
0: practical stuff? A book maybe that you recommend people read? Absolutely. I think, I think number one definitely is finding some space, whether it's 10 minutes a day, five minutes a day, just to start with gratitude. I think that's the beginning of this journey. So what do you mean by that? Is it writing down on a journal, I'm thankful that I'm
1: healthy today. I'm thankful that I live in California. The more
0: specific your gratitude is, the deeper it is. So the more like, it's like, oh, I'm thankful that I breathe, which is just everyone breathes. Yeah. The more specific we get about our particular situation. Yeah. Like I'm just happy that I was able to walk into work today and have meaningful relationships with the people I work with. Yeah. Or I'm just happy today that I'm, I'm standing with Ty, right? right. That's, that's a real specific gratitude. Not that, oh, I'm in LA and it's sunny, right. which, which a million people are experiencing. Yeah. So something people, very specific. Very specific. Only to you. Okay. Only to you. That that's a, that's a good one. What's yeah. another? What about a good book?
1: Yeah, I mean... You mentioned the Bhagavad yeah, Gita. Yeah. Is that somebody should,
0: people should read? The
1: Bhag- Not many Americans <laughs> think of the Bhagavad What?
0: <laughs> well, the amazing thing was that Will Smith was just in India. Okay. And he was saying that he's 90% through the Bhagavad Gita. Okay. And he was channeling his inner Arjun. Arjun's the main character of the Bhagavad Gita. Yeah. And I was just thinking when he was sharing that, I was thinking, you know, Will Smith's getting something out of the Bhagavad Gita. Yeah. So my thing is... Do the, read the Bhagavad Gita, but find someone who understands it to help you through it. Okay. Like, like what you're doing. Like yeah. You're coaching people through books. I are, books are there like audio books with a coach or something? Yeah, yeah, there's great books with great translations, making it simple, with explanations. it's all a the little bit. When, it is, how long it ago was the Bhagavad Gita written? Over 5,000 written? years in, in written form. Yeah, so it's old. It's one of the linguistically and philosophically oldest books on the planet, so.
1: Yeah, you probably definitely don't yeah, want to just so, read it yeah, in so, like and I'm not right. Sanskrit, original <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sanskrit. Exactly. I didn't get much from it.
0: It takes 13 years to learn the grammar of Sanskrit, so I definitely, really? yeah, so I definitely okay, don't Okay, so that. for a
1: practical tip, <laughs> each <laughs> yeah, of you good. take
0: 13 years yeah. to learn Sanskrit, yeah. then you can read this great book. <laughs> but you can read the great book, and and I think there's, you know, now there's so many resources online, you can yeah. find you can find the Audible version, you can find a way to What's study. What's a good
1: it. place, so we, we talked about, something they can do on their own, which yeah. is just writing yeah. out yeah. gratitude. Yeah. My friend's got a gratitude journal company. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, there you go. He's in he's in London. And number two, you mentioned re you know, we, reading Bhagavad that's a, Gita. That's
0: a, I mean, I'm a massive fan of thinking fast and slow. Daniel Kahneman's Yeah, I'm a massive fan okay. of that book. I, from, from a recent book, I think it's a great book. He won a Nobel Prize. Yeah, the, the ability to be able to decipher between what he calls Mindset 1 and Mindset 2 is what the Bhagavad Gita calls Mind and Intelligence. Okay. Being able to decipher between whether you're listening to the voice and the noise of your mind yeah. or the voice of your intelligence. I okay. think that's a great starting point, just being able to differentiate because yeah. so many of us are misled on a different path by our mind. Yeah. Yeah, so I love that book. That's a personal favorite of mine of recent times number
1: three worst place people can go is it a conference is it a pick up and move to india any place you've seen that practical a camp uh a meditation seminar
0: there's a lot of them i I, if i'm and this is a genuine answer i personally think social media is the best place to start really social media because you're so glued to it if you can just start curating your feed to looking at the right stuff that's the most practical thing that you follow that you like one of, I mean, so Headspace is a great app. right? Yeah. it's a great tool to get you started. Like, yeah. use it. Calm's a great app. Get started on it. There's, yeah. there's, there's a million meditation apps. Find the one that works for you. Yeah, it's not that I, I don't think there's a one size fits all model. Yeah. you may not like the voice on one of them. Headspace yeah. guy got
1: a cool voice. He's got that and he pretty English. comes. With,
0: yeah, he's English. Yeah, he's got a great voice. But yeah. but that's what I mean. That whatever fits for you. So there's a ton of apps on the store. You find the one that works for you. Yeah, I I, I can't say it's this one. Yeah, because I know people who've found and bored and evolved and moved on from different apps yeah. But that's what i'd say and social media for me like find the people that are uplifting you just at a basic level it's not like you got to jump from here to the Bhagavad gita and live like a monk right it's, it's just finding the next step for you yeah and, and i'm big on that i think everyone's on a different step ladder yeah. and no one has to jump steps you just got to take the next step for you
1: i think zach
0: you should
1: go live in india <laughs> for one uh, Zach? Oh, I'll Skype with India. I don't think I'm going to go. You're going to Skype India. with India? Yeah. We'll do a retreat to India together. What if he wore this <laughs> outfit? Would that would they see him isn't as like this, a god? They'd right? see him as a deity. <laughs> 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 this man with, the, with the red hair. With the headphones. With the too. red hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll be like Indiana Jones. I love it. No, Zach, you you said you did well in Costa Rica with the Latin ladies because you're tall and red I'm hair.
0: white. Now. Yeah. Zach had a great...
1: <laughs> Zach still reminisces like... Napoleon yeah. Dynamite, uh, yeah. the, the, the uncle. Oh, back of my days yeah, yeah. in Costa Rica. He tells me of beautiful women that used to chase him through the, what was the lady? I was a god. What was the thing that, there was a lady who chased you into an elevator? Oh, and, oh wow. And uh, planted, a, planted a big kiss on me. Wow. just kind of cornered me. Zach, I said, I don't like it, I do. <laughs> Zach's a Leo. He was like, That's this hilarious. is my heaven on earth. India's next for the adventures of Zach in India. I think it'd be good. I like
0: Indian yeah. food. Indian food's great. Yeah. Yeah. Indian food's great. Culture's great. Yeah. Indian women are beautiful there you go Zach
1: wants to star in a Bollywood oh play.
0: yeah yeah Bollywood's great the, movie, the movies Zach, the, movie, the Bo- Bollywood movies. movies are hilarious yeah, if, they you are, they're, they're. The if you haven't seen the Bollywood version numb, of Hulk
1: <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the Bollywood version of Hulk <laughs> <laughs> just google Bollywood <laughs> Hulk it's one of the greatest <laughs> or Tunic Tunic no no that's
0: uh, yeah that might be Pakistani there's a Bollywood version oh, yeah. of Memento as well oh god yeah, did Bollywood that, that really does. I love Mementos they forgot
1: to use an actual really big guy it's just it's funny Watch the I need Indiana to that out. I've not seen it. So as we no. close, what's the best place for people to reach you? Like where should they go? Should you go to your, we talked about Instagram. Yeah, we talked about absolutely. Twitter.
0: Yeah, so Facebook, Instagram are my biggest places. Okay. YouTube I'm on too, Twitter I'm on to. But if you want to see my videos and, and get in touch with what I'm talking about, which is making wisdom go viral, which okay. is my motto. Yep. Come find me on Facebook, Instagram. It's just my name, Jay Shetty. That's awesome. Jay, okay, thank you Ty. for being I really here. I appreciate it, man. No, thank I, you. I genuinely you. value meeting you. It's, no, was, I've been a big fan for a long time, money. honestly.
1: I'll have to. Yeah. Or when are you headed back to? Uh, I do,
0: I'm here for the next two, three weeks.
1: Bring, yeah, you yeah. should come to my conference. I'd love to, man. We Have you told him about the conference on Saturday? He's going
0: to tonight. Adrian can hook you
1: up with a ticket.
0: I'd love to, man. That'd be great. It's good. Yeah, awesome, man.